Hello and welcome back to What We're Made Of. So you're listening to a show about exploring the backgrounds of entrepreneurs and social game changers. Building a business or launching a nonprofit isn't for everyone, as we know. It takes passion, grit, determination, and creativity. And that's what we're made of. I'm Tanya Taylor, and this week I'm talking to Andy Nilo of Alatura. Of course, I, I kind of figured out how to pronounce it. I, I went to a couple of my team members and I said, well, it's Latin. So is Latin Alatura? Is it Alaturia? I mean, what is it? Right. But um, <laughs> I think Alatura. I hope I got it right, Andy. You sure did. Tanya, thank, thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> thank you. So I got an email from Andy in my inbox, and that actually jolted me to restart what we're made of. It reminded me of why I actually started this podcast to inspire people. And because his mantra is about turning a desperate situation into an inspiring one, I was happy to talk with him today. I think he has a pretty incredible story to share about self-care and resilience in the face of adversity, something that has been on my mind a lot these days. So welcome, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I, yeah, it's, it's like you said, I, you know, the whole... Finding out what you're made of, you know, when you're rock bottom. And in my case, after an accident that I was in, it's I, I just it's, it's something that I can trace back to my my early days as a you know growing into my body as a as a teenager and just I mean there's so many things I could trace back that 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 discipline that determination that work ethic and everything that led to just getting back on my feet and ultimately um, starting this business with Alatura, but there's so much to fill in in between what happened after the accident to where we are now. But yeah, there's, it's, quite, it's been quite a ride, that's for sure. So take me back to those early days, because I know you were an athlete. I know you were a star athlete. I know that you had quite a journey before um, this, this traumatic incident that really sort of changed the course of your life. So I've been an athlete my whole life. Uh, Pretty much started with baseball, soccer, basketball, and then uh, in football, but excelled particularly in baseball. In my early high school career, I felt that, you know, you set goals. I set goals for myself. I went to a lot of Giants games, and I wanted to be a Major League Baseball player. And, uh, San Francisco Giants, to, to the people out there. Since I'm from uh, Northern California in a town called uh, Palo Alto. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Palo Alto. It's for all the the innovative people come from <laughs> yeah. or a, a whole lot of them at least. Yeah. I used to trick or treat at Steve Jobs house and uh, one of the, the executives from Campbell's soup lived right, right down the street from us as well. Oh wow! And I just remember that Steve Jobs, I think he passed out power bars. I'm not sure. I could, <laughs> I could be wrong. It was like power bars and apples, something like really healthy. I, I thought that was kind of, I'm yep. sure apples were definitely on the menu in, in the trick or treat <laughs> bowl. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I just you know growing up in Palo Alto, there was it was a very competitive environment, especially um, academically. But um, as as an athlete, it's really weird. There weren't when I was growing up, there weren't too many scholarship athletes. So just to set that in your mind was kind of odd. You you were taught to focus on academics and and I definitely did especially because that's the most important thing if you don't have your academics and you're not eligible to play and you definitely can't move on to a four-year 
college, if you don't pass your SATs, you have a good, acceptable uh, grade point average. So yeah. I, I, I focused on that with in, in athletics, and I had a, a high school coach tell sit us all down and tell us that not to worry about going on to the next level because none of us had what it takes to move on to the next level. And I just had this – from that point on, I developed this healthy chip on my shoulder to – to work as hard as I could to to prove that I could uh, move on to the next level, and that's where I became extremely goal oriented, and uh, I incorporated visualization. I had a lot of positive self talk, the, yeah. the work ethic, um, that the, the lengths that I went to to make myself the best baseball player possible were definitely obsessive. That's the only word that I can think of. I mean, after practice. I would go across the street to Stanford University, and I would uh, I would wait till the lights came on over there, and I would throw on my little uh, jump sole shoes, which really lengthen out your Achilles tendon. Uh, they they really work. I, I wanted to become a faster uh, uh, runner, and I also wanted to be able to just become more explosive as an athlete. And as that happened, I started to grow into my body. I grew a little taller, and uh, one of my high school baseball coaches, who was an ex major league baseball player. So the so the complete opposite of what this other coach who was a football coach told me, and he told me uh, that I had a chance. And that was just to get that positive momentum from somebody that had actually done uh, what I wanted to do it was so uplifting to me. It just started that momentum of wow, I could probably I could probably do this. He would take me aside after practices and and work a little extra on me, and in exchange for that, I would babysit him. Uh, <laughs> Really? Not him, his son. <laughs> his son. Oh, nice. Yeah, his sons. And, and lo and behold, one of his sons, uh, Jock Peterson, is playing about 10 minutes away from me right now for the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is kind of – Wow. Yeah, I used to babysit him and, and his other son, Tiger, and Champ, and, and JC. So in exchange for hitting lessons. And so to get that, that positive, you know – just feedback from a major ex major league baseball player, uh, Stu Peterson at that time, was uh, which is it just led to that that work ethic that you know, that's sometimes at that age you, that's all you need. I mean, that's what really those words of encouragement, right, right. And so that's where just instilling that that inner belief, that intrinsic motivation to wake up every single day and just do everything that you can to uh, to be your best self. That hasn't left, but that's where it all started. 14, 15 years old as a freshman, sophomore in high school. And then I ended up making a junior Olympic team, Team California, one of the top 100 players in the country. I started getting letters from country, from schools that I used to handwrite letters to. I used to handwrite, hey, Coach Morris over at University of Miami. Just in wow. Yeah. You were handwriting oh. letters to coaches. Oh, yeah. That's, that's determination. Oh, not only did I handwrite them, I, I wrote like little logos, like – Roll Tide to University of Alabama and like little little lightning bolts on outside of the the letters. This, but it, it's funny because they didn't even know that I did that when they started recruiting me. That I was the same guy, and I didn't really want to bring it up. But uh, it's just kind of <laughs> funny how just setting out your intentions uh, to the universe and going, "Hey, uh, I want to go here." You know, University of Arizona, Arizona State, UCLA, UC Berkeley, Miami, here, Alabama. All those schools started recruiting me in my number one school that I wrote down in my top five. UC Berkeley was ultimately where I ended up signing a national letter of intent on a baseball scholarship years later. So that just really embedded, firmly embedded in my, my mind that you can accomplish anything that you 
truly put your mind to and you work as hard as you can. I mean, I, I just, I really believe that I've experienced that time and time again throughout so my So it was life. that perfect gl- blend of self-determination, positive self-talk and drive, right? Right. And right. really that, and, and, and then, you know, those outside forces, that universe that came together um, to really um, propel you to where you needed to go and be. So once you got there, once you got to Berkeley, how, how did that go for you? Berkeley was great. I was uh, just growing into a, a large public school environment, heavy, you know, a lot of enrollment. I was a Pac-10 athlete. That felt great. Just yep. walking around campus. It was an indescribable feeling. I mean, just, you know, wearing your, your, your school gear. I remember go, going across the street to Stanford Games and annoying the baseball, the Stanford baseball players when I was just a, a young kid, you know, asking them for anything I could get. Hey, can I get your batting gloves, your wristbands, <laughs> balls, anything? And just following them around. Take it all. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm on the same field playing against them. I think, yeah, I think even some of the players that I used to ask were, I played, you know, some of the kids being an 18 year old freshman, some of the seniors still on Stanford at the time were there when I was a freshman in high school. So, it's just kind of one of those things, but it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of fun when it comes full circle and you, you get to experience things like that. But yeah, Berkeley was great. I had a, had a good college career. I, I was, you know, I had some things uh, I need needed to experience as far as some humbling experiences, but uh, just yeah. off the field, on the field things, but by just, um, you know, just grow, you know, good experiences that built me into who I am. I mean, every, life will humble you. That's for sure. And, so I, I, uh, I graduated from a school called St. Mary's, which is still in Northern California. It's a division one, uh, West coast conference, uh, school. And that's where I uh, wrapped up, uh, my communication degree. I was going to continue to play baseball, uh, professionally. And I moved down to Los Angeles to, uh, stay in shape and, and, uh, follow the following year to continue to play baseball. But, my roommate who I was living with was an actor down in Los Angeles and he and I were running lines. So that's, I was uh, holding a script for the character playing opposite of him and, and just going back and forth with him on what was a, a baseball, a college baseball drama, independent feature film. And he had never played <laughs> before. And I just, I never, you know, it's so funny when you don't really care, you, there are no nerves. And I was just go, I was, I was coaching him through his character and we both kind of knew that the character was me to a T because it really was. I, and I was fresh off baseball. So I, I was just doing this, like I was ad libbing, doing certain things. I mean, even the, the script writers weren't that accurate with how baseball players talk. So yeah. great. long, long story short, he got me a read for that, which never happens. I didn't have an agent at the time or a manager, but the director brought me in. I got a call back, another call back. I screen tested and ended up booking that the lead in that film. I gave wow. up. Yeah, yeah, I gave up baseball, and, and it was kind of cool. In giving up baseball, I was able to continue to live uh, that dream of playing baseball at a high level by just on the behind the you know behind the, the camera, so to speak. So wow. that was, and that's when you knew maybe this was the way or the path that you should be taking. Right, that's exactly what it was. You know, baseball was one of those things for me that I, I love doing well, but. It just uh, the failure was, was so frustrating to me. I, I just I could never, 
you know, in baseball, even with 160 games, and then you got to just keep that even keel mentality. You need to keep the lows high and then the highs low. Highs low. That's that even keel. And I yeah. did, I was and, a, and live with a very a high level of unexpected unknowns, right? Lots right. of unknowns. Right. And you have to just free and easy. I was too high strung for the sport. And looking back, I mean, I am right where I'm supposed to be. So it's just mm-hmm. following your path and accepting where the, the universe places you. Not accepting. So tell me about that. Not accepting, but, you yeah. know, just wanting it to lead you where it needs to lead you. Exactly. Right? Yeah, being at peace and, and just letting the path take you where it may. But, but just, you know, focusing on the things that I could control and, and making myself a, you know, the best person I could be. It was just something I really, I, I you know, I focused on after uh, the filming of that. So I had a, I definitely started uh, a good career and had a good career in the entertainment industry. Was on shows like Old and Beautiful, Days of Our Lives, Hello Lady. Oh wow, Days of Our Lives. And yeah. So, what is yeah. it? What is the what is the Days of Our Lives theme? Is it like is is it like sand in the hourglass? Oh, sand in the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. I know that part. <laughs> no, I don't know it either. I should. <laughs> same intro, I'm sure. I haven't watched it in a while, but yeah, yeah. It was my but story. that that was probably fun. It, it definitely was, but it, you have to be on because it's they go through an episode every one to one to two, maybe three days, and so you're banging out two to three episodes a week, and, and you, they wow, cameras, and you have to get your lines down. So that was one thing that you know with episode with uh, like network shows, with Fox and HBO. I mean, we would do a whole day on a on a scene sometimes. I mean, wow. Yeah. So you have far less time in, in soaps for sure. And yeah, soaps. Wow. It's like a paid and, acting class. It really is. You have so much script to run through and you have to know the whole situation. And it really just gets you on top of being able to memorize your lines and, and deliver as best as you can. Looking back, it's, it's some of my, uh, it's not any, uh, Emmy award winning acting quality on, on my end, but, uh, it's, it's definitely, it's kind of fun just remembering where my, my mind was that just everything about coming up on to that what was it NBC lot or CBS I forget what it was down here Bob Hope Drive and driving in getting my parking pass walking on set to meeting actors that I I mean I had watched the show but every it's on everywhere and so like just going back and forth with actors that um that I'd seen during daytime TV just from just having the TV on around the house it was a little nerve wracking but it was beautiful because it you know, here I was. But um, it's one of those like it's out of body experiences. It really <laughs> like, was. What am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. I, that's exactly what it was. I don't even <laughs> my my first day, my first lines on set. It was best feeling in the world. Like when you're speaking on and delivering lines and having a director bark out orders to you, it's it kind of fun. And then going back to your changing room and. And just, you know, waiting until you get that call to come back and just reverse camera stuff. It was, man, yeah, it's a, it's a very exciting industry. And I'm still in it technically, but uh, Alatura and skincare, health, wellness, nutrition. It's, that this, is is where, this is where your passion is right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so tell me, you know, kind of going back to where everything changed. Um, and you're just walking across the street one day and that crazy day happened that, that moment where your life really, 
you couldn't believe that your life could change. Right. So I was just, I was looking down at my phone and I have this bad habit of thinking that cars will adjust. And, and it's, it's one of those things where it's, it wasn't a crosswalk, but there's a big split in the lines. So let people always go back and forth in this particular area. Apparently there's no, at that time there were no street lights, and I was just kind of, I just looked down for a split second and I got smoked by a westbound heading vehicle and then hit into the eastbound lane and then run over by a Tundra. And I yeah. lost consciousness on the first point of impact, but um, yeah, I was re- extremely banged up. I had a compound fracture on the left side of my face where uh, the bone was protruding through the bottom of my mouth. And then I broke seven ribs, had a collapsed lung. I woke up in, uh, in Cedar sinai ICU, just to, just completely out of it, and not knowing where I, where I was and what happened. And it quickly got explained to me what did happen. And uh, I was just, that's where it all started. Just day one of, all right, how are we going to, how are we going to get back? Because I was unrecognizable, very lucky to be alive. So I had that perspective immediately because people don't survive those accidents. They don't. And, and there's something that, clicks in the brain, right? Because, you know, in reading about your recovery and listening to you, you talk about your recovery, I mean, you were up and pretty much trying to get around in seven weeks and still trying to stay positive and still trying to stay positive and, and grateful for just being alive. Right. And, and it wasn't, yeah. It, so when I got out of Peter Sinai, uh, I remember uh, one of the nurses walked me out. He's like, anytime you could walk out of the hospital, it's a good day. You no, know, any day you can walk out of the hospital is a good day. And he, that, that really set the tone for my recovery as far as perspective. And uh, that nurse and I had you know, lots of talks back and forth throughout, the, throughout my time in, uh, in the hospital. And it really just meant it was a very good point. I, I didn't have any knee damage or uh, you know, limbs or my, my wrists, my elbows, everything was going to be okay. I was extremely uh, banged up from the trauma and the inflammation. I had a lot of pain from head to toe, but as far as broken bones from, you know, I, I, in brain damage, I could think clearly yeah. a little depressed, but that was going to, I figured I was going to defeat that through everything that I'd always you know, that had always worked with me, just self-talk, motivation, routine, discipline, uh, perspective, uh, meditation. I started coming up with a plan as soon as... Dear placenta. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. So, I, uh, <laughs> I had to bring that up. Oh, yeah. So my job is like Yeah. Of course, no. I'm glad you did. I was going. <laughs> my my jaw was wired shut, so I didn't I didn't have any way to get proper nutrition back in my system uh, through eating. So I had I made these really nutrient dense tonics and smoothies that were largely composed of amino acids, Chinese herbs, superfoods, Ayurvedic herbs, good old deer placenta, egg yolks, bison liver. I would blend it all up. And then bison liver. Bison liver. Oh, yeah. uh, that's actually it's, like how do you mask the taste of bison liver? Just on, I mean, even uh, if you're using the bullet, explain how that works. That wasn't even the worst, though. The worst part was just the the texture. Oh, I don't want to gross you out. But <laughs> it, 
but yeah, it's it, so. But it, it liquefied, and the first time I, I drank it, I uh, well, I probably well, I, I threw it back up through the. And imagine having your jaw wired shut, throwing up. It, it's just it's really kind of heartbreaking to think of someone. Yeah, in that position. but you but knew anyway. it was going to be good for you. You knew it was going to keep your body healthy, and I mean, it was, right. this is what you know positive self-talk does for one when they're drinking bison liver absolutely but, <laughs> but I, the, my system my system wasn't ready for that amount of um just different you know nutrients and minerals coming coming because i was just c- coming from the hospital where i was just drinking insured tomato soup every day yeah uh, yeah that was that was uh day one and then so it slowly got better i would drink that tonic daily i would go back in my back room i would hang upside down on my inversion table I'd put on oh, wow. now the Alatur clay mask and I would just feel better. And I would, I would need some type of um, physical result. Ment- mentally, I, I felt better because the clays were pulling out a lot of the impurities. Now, I had had a CT scan. I was on a lot of antibiotics. I was, on, yep. um, I was getting x-rays done. So I was in a fog from the radiation, from the toxins, from the impurities in my system. But the clay mask and then – the nutrient dense smoothie and tonic that I was drinking every morning, I was starting to see and feel results. And day by day, they got better. So within ten days, I remember picking up a friend of mine from the Burbank Airport, and she was blown away. Uh, my jaw was wired shut, but she and my teeth were little nubs. So when I would start talking, you'd obviously know that something happened. But wow, these people who had seen me in the hospital and shortly after the accident were blown away and wondering what I did. And the fact of the matter is was I was really taking care of myself with that tonic, but also with the product that is now the Alatura clay mask, which I was just kind of throwing together in my back room and just hoping for some type of results because I had used a clay mask before my accident as an actor and model to appear in uh, my best and really, you know, get that circulation going to the surface of the skin and lightly exfoliate it. Um, that's the skin and feed that area with a really mineral rich, meal so to speak which clays are just full of silica um and just really good collagen building uh, minerals and and i would add things like organic kelp powder freshwater pearl powder first six hour milking grass-fed colostrum vitamin c american ginseng and then a blend of four different clays which ultimately years down the road became my premier product of my skincare line but that was a long time down the road, but basically what I, what I did is mm. he told her friends, like, what are you, what were you doing? I'm like, well, I have this, like this mask that I put together. She's like, I want to try it. So I came over with my little backpack of apple cider vinegar, essential oils. Um, and I would mix up a little bowl for her and her friends and they start, they fell in love with it. Uh, they would tell wow. their friends and strictly through word of mouth, this clay mask was becoming kind of the talk of, uh, you know, between my actress, dancer friends, my friends. And I, I, it was just a little creative outlet of mine that I had something that I had built from scratch that people wanted. It was kind of, it was that positive momentum really started snowballing and, you know, it just gave me hope. And I never had a, like, I never had a, a intention to start a business, but it gave me hope that like, wow, you know, it's like I have something. So really, you were just like carrying this, this, I guess, magic potion, if you will, 
of a mask around and kind of sharing this thing that you had used to heal yourself with others. And then it turns out that other people were really interested in it. And how did it lead to you finding other people that believed in you enough to help you start Alatura? That's a really good question. So I, I would take pictures of, so finally getting my first order for this mask. Still, I had no web, I didn't have a website. I didn't have a name or anything, but I would take pictures of hand shaking them. And I moved everything out of my bedroom and my living room, made my bedroom, this lab area where I was handshaking these potions. And then I got my first order and I took a picture of that. I'm like, Oh, first order. Here it is like seven units of the mask. And and I took it off uh, to deliver it. And it was just kind of like, I would get little comments here and there on Facebook and people would be like, wow, nice job. And I still didn't have a name for it, but a friend of mine named Mary who had a med spa down in San Diego, she, she's like, I, I see what you're doing. I would love to try the mask. It was really sweet of her because you know, I mean, who would have trusted someone like me without a chemistry background or any skin? He's like mixing things up in his bedroom. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it really was. It was super sweet of her. And out of the kindness of her own heart, she let me come down and explain what was in it. And she tried it on some of her trusted uh, customers and clients. And they loved it too. So what they did at Alvarado Skin Institute is they took it on as a, as a treatment. They called it the mineral-rich, nutrient-dense clay mask. And Three wow. for $599. And that completely blew me away that, that people were trying or people were paying that much for my product. And so That's that, a lot of money. Yeah. But people gave – uh, that gave me like – that really spring springboarded my – That gave you life. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, you know, it's like, you know an artist uh, getting paid for his first painting. It's got to feel yeah. good for them. And, and so this was my own little creation out of my uh, apartment. And so that led into – all right, well, I need to come up with a name. The first name I had was Golden Glow. Uh, all one word, both G's capitalized, no W, Golden Glow. But it, it kind of, I thought it sounded good. and But some people were like, well, it kind of sounds like a bronzer. And I'm like, God, you're right. I guess it does. It kind of does. Yeah. It kind of's like, okay, I could, go, I could go to like a tanning salon and get that, even though obviously I don't tan. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I get that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me, me too, and I'm really glad people gave me that, that feedback because I probably would have stayed with that. But um, after that, we, I would, I reached out to a guy named Dave Asprey who owns a nutrition company called Bulletproof Nutrition, and I, I loved his products, and I'd sent him, I troubleshooted his email address, and I sent him before and after pictures of me in the hospital, and then me in, my, in like a magazine. Uh, you know, like a shoot that I did after the accident, like a, as a before and after. Like the guy that's on TV. Yeah, but I, I was just like. like <laughs> You're like, I'm just going for it, man. My yeah. stuff is in a spa. I'm taking this. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I definitely wanted to just go. Well, I wanted to let him know that I, I really appreciated his products. I loved his products. And I wanted to get in. I wanted to get a job with Bulletproof. And what happened from that was. They took me on board as a Bulletproof ambassador, um, which is just, I would get free product. I would take pictures uh, using the products and stuff like that. I wanted to work for Bulletproof. So this had nothing to do with my skincare uh, at all. But so they brought me on a couple months down the road from that. They brought me on a podcast and he had the number one podcast on iTunes at the time, millions of downloads. Uh, it was like him. Oh, yeah. And so I was just, that was like dream come true for me. So I'm just here. I am back and forth with someone who I 
really, really looked up to Dave Asprey. And that was uh, just, just I, I watched it again for the first time in a long time recently. It was kind of funny just because I was just so happy to be there, absolutely geeking out on uh, just on a, being on a podcast with Dave Asprey. But the thing is, about five minutes towards the end of that podcast, he asked me what I did for my skin. And then, boom, that's where it all naturally, organically came out, where I, I told him basically what I just told you, the whole story of how I had used clays and, and superfoods and, and time-tested Chinese herbs to uh, just reinvigorate my appearance and, and accelerate the healing of my scar tissue and eradicate my abrasions. And it was called the Alatur Clay Mask. I didn't have a website. And he asked me how he could how his audience could get a hold of this mask. And I gave out my, my personal email address and I didn't have a website at the time. And then we, he, you know, you can imagine thousands of people from all around the world contacting him and myself wondering how they, they could get this mask. And, and him and I sat down, we came to terms and uh, we agreed to terms and he partnered up with me on what is now Alatur natural. Sure. We're in 75 wow. countries three years later. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, we haven't stopped. So it's, that's how it that's all amazing. That's how it all see, that just really goes to show you how the power of, you know, first of all, him really endorsing you and really believing in you and, you know, the, the power of what you, what you were trying to do, which is really share something that helped you with other people. That's exactly what it is. And, and I think that's what, what, what led him to really reaching out and because I had never mentioned to him that I had this thing, you know, there are a lot, a lot of the times people reach out to others with, you know, certain angles or whatever. I just was so happy to be there. was just happy to share this truthfully. And, um, and I think that's what made him in addition to the product. I mean, he, he hired a, a product manager from Sephora to evaluate whether the mask was, was, uh, what it was. And she gave me the thumbs up and I really owe her a big thank you, by the way. Oh Yeah. That's definitely um, that. That's definitely the the um, seal of approval, Sephora. Sure. Yeah. So that's that's where it all started. And I, you know, my whole mission with Alatur, it's Latin for feeding, nourishing, and you know, your skin being your largest organ. I just I was so not disappointed, but I always found holes in in products that I would look for on the shelves of the different stores that I went to around here, Whole Foods, different mm-hmm. um, smaller health and beauty stores they always had some type of filler artificial fragrance uh a harsh preservative basically a you know a compiled of some type of toxic or in, in chemically laced ingredient deck that i didn't like and i was like well may as well make my own and i started melting down butters and and adding essential oils and extracts and creating my own out of a cast iron pan in my little single bedroom and North Hollywood apartment. And that's, that's really how it started. In addition to buying a mud mixer and, and doing it all uh, from scratch and based on my own research and in my own little creative, like, Oh, pearl powder is so good for you internally. I wonder how it feels externally. And boom, that's how one of my ingredients mm-hmm. started. I would start adding little uh, things that were used that yeah. you actually take in outside. Exactly. Because, you know, if it's so good internally, I figured, why not? Let's just try it out. I had nothing but time, number one. I didn't want to leave the apartment. But that was my that was my formulating. That was my research and development. That's what created every single one of my products. Is and that's that, probably why this happened to you, right? I, 100%. I wouldn't change a thing. I would not. So as you look at Alatura, 
and you know, some of your aspirations, do you know what's next for you as an entrepreneur? I, I, I love, or, <clears throat> I live every day. Just it, like we have our team here now, we have a staff. Uh, it's, we have a virtual assistant. We have a lot of different people helping me plan and organize certain areas of the, of the brand and with, uh, goals for each quarter product releases, uh, different conferences, scheduling appearances, things like that. That is something, luckily I have a team now, uh, that helps me with it up until last April. It was just me still running it, uh, all by myself from start to finish self-fulfillment to manufacturing. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It it really is, but it's just one of those things, but, in that incubation, uh, or yeah, in the, like in the beginning stages, I think it's so important because you know I just wanted to perfect every area of the business, the customer service yeah. aspect, to the the customer experience aspect, the the product. I needed perfection from every part of uh, the business, and it's so hard when you pass that that same uh, you know that same uh, idea off to someone else that it's not their baby. You know, people would miss certain things and certain things would get uh, overlooked and, you know, reflected poorly on the brand. So it was so hard for me to pass that on. But when you find someone that has that same attention to detail and that expectation of their own um, selves, it's just, uh, it's so beautiful because it's, it's very similar to, it's like having two of you, you know? So, that's that's the whole you know hiring is uh, the most important part uh, and, and having it really is and finding that right team right having that team to set goals and, and admitting that to me you know I, I have the story I have the the ingredient the aspect the research and development but I know for a fact that I'm not the smartest guy in the room and I have people around me that can bring me that help bring me to uh, that next level and organize my sporadic thoughts and kind of you know it, they, it's it's I don't know if that answered your question, but we have we have a definite we definitely have a few products in line for that we will be releasing that are already finished and going going um, under manufacturing here in the next couple of weeks. We have a pearl cleanser, uh, unisex fragrance that is amazing, a serum. I want to wow. do products. It, there are yeah, so we have nine SKUs, nine products now, and we have three to four. Hopefully, uh, will be released by the end of 2017. And I want to keep growing. I want to be a household name. I absolutely believe that we have the potential to stand alone in the health, wellness, and skincare space. I, I really do. And I think that you, you you answered that question really well. I think you want to do really well at what you're doing right now. Right. Exactly. You know, I, it, it's yeah. So. That's uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, there there are all these five year plans, ten year plans. Where do you see yourself in ten years? It's like, yeah, don't don't even. You can't answer that. <laughs> I just have such, and there's a reason why I can't answer that. It's like I, I live every single day. I eat the be, like as best as I can. I, I just I eat as I eat great meals. I work out as hard as I can. I treat people as as well as I can because you never know when it could all end. You know, I hug tight. I. I love my friends. I love my family. I speak to them. That's just a fact. That's just the truth. And and as far as business aspect wise, that's we every single day is just a celebration of of, of having uh, a business and having people that want something that, that we all created here. And the, everything else will fall into place. I, I strongly believe that it will. But it's not like we 
I, I leave the planning up to the team and we, we follow through and we execute that. And we do have daily bullet bullet points and to-do lists uh, to knock down and we're doing that, but and we're growing because of that. But, uh, you know, these five-year plans and these 10 years, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I just, and I hope to be happy, healthy, and to have maybe a family down the road, but I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to overthink it because I'm just happy to be right here right now. You know? Um, I was planning to ask you a question about gratitude, but I, I think you've answered that. Oh, I, uh, that's probably my number one biggest thing is gratitude. I remember when I was, when I was recovering from my accident, just still, you know, left side of my face numb and every night coming back from work at like, Three, I used to bartend. So when we shut down the bar, two forty or two o'clock, and then two forty-five after cleanup, I get home. Same area. I, I just say, I just give thanks and just wish health and happiness for my friends and family every single night. And that was just—it wasn't like a force at all. I'm still extremely happy. That hasn't left. But gratitude, you know, those—I strongly believe you keep expressing that. I, I just—it just makes you feel good. I don't want to say that, you know, something great is going to happen to you. It just, it made me feel good. And, but that's because I, I have a lot to be grateful for. I mean, I remember being down and out. I remember losing that 17 pounds. I remember having people look me in the eyes and then look down to the left side of my face going, what the hell is that on this guy? You know, I looked like uh, <laughs> I was unrecognizable and it was very, uh, you know, humbling. And yeah. so just to yeah. be back, so to speak, and to, to have something and to be happy and to be able to chew and smile and just get my zest back. I can't. Yeah. I mean, just that. being able to chew. Yeah, chew. Seriously. I remember getting my wires out. I remember getting my wires out and they're like, okay, start off with soft food. So I went over and got this, this goat cheese. I pulled over at this, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even wait till I got home. Like car still running at this meter and just I softly, I mean, chewing for the first time, teeth clanking into each other. Uh, it was because, you know, your bite is not, all together, what it's doing. I was just basically, uh, I can't even describe it, but I remember it, how good that cheese tasted. And, uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. So, but just things like that, you know, starting from square one and just growing into, uh, where, where I'm at now, you know, it just, it's hard to put into words, but that hasn't left, thankfully. So I look forward to, watching Alatura soar and watching you grow and um, maybe I'm going to order some mask. Thank you. Well, I, I wanted to, I appreciate you saying that Tony. So I, I, uh, I definitely want to um, offer a discount code to you and your following. Just uh, great. That would be awesome. Um, certainly um, go ahead and, and tell everybody what it is and we'll also tweet it out. Um, from, from our um, website and make sure that everybody knows it. But go ahead and tell everybody what the discount code is for so I thought I thought purpose would be fitting, right? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Purpose. <laughs> so that's it's, a that's, great discount code. Yeah. So Alatura and yes, the well, discount code is purpose. So, yes. Um, the, the website is alaturanaturals.com. So that's A-L-I-T-U-R-A. N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S dot com and it's just purpose, not case not case sensitive. One word for twenty uh, percent off anything in the store. And we have a lot of testimonials. If you have any questions, I mean this is what I love. So by all means reach out. Um it's uh 
every single one of these products was formulated from scratch by myself. And I, I just, I, I love this stuff. I love, you know, helping people feel better about themselves. You know, the testimonials coming in, getting people off very chemically laced products. And, you know, that's all they needed to do was just get off the, the, you know, introducing the toxins into their skin and then get on to something a little healthier, whether it's my product or someone else's, you know, it's really important to, you know, what you put on and into your body. And this could be a first step for a lot of us. Right. So I want to thank you so much, Andy. Your story was so inspirational. I learned so much from this conversation. And I want to also thank you from a a gratitude space that um, this really helped me to kind of restart where I was with what what we're made of and and, uh, start reincorporating dudes into my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And and really kind of getting back on the grind of um, really inspiring people with good stories like yours. Thank you for reaching out to me. Well, thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, every single time I do this, it's always it's always fun because uh, it just takes me back to uh, to where I was. And just, I think it's important to do that as often as we can, just as far as uh, gratitude and perspective. Um, it's uh, it's molded who I am, and I'm just you know, so if I can inspire anybody else out there to do something similar, great. If not, it's just it's very therapeutic for me. So thank you for having me on. You are welcome. If you enjoyed this episode and want to find more episodes of what we're made of, please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And don't forget to leave a review so that our podcast can grow. If you have a story to share about what you're made of, you can find me on Twitter at GiftGoddessNC or visit my website, TanyaTaylor.com. Thanks for listening.